Hi, I'm Steve DeMarco of Atheist News, and I took a left at the valley. Man, Hard left. Hard left. <laughs> <laughs> I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know. We don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. You just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims That's something to be ashamed I'm an atheist Coming at you from Snowfree BC This is Left of the Valley My name is Kevin and my girlfriend told me to treat her like a princess So I married her off to strengthen my alliance with France <laughs> Joining me as usual is a team that wonders If twins ever realize one of them is unplanned I need to ask Christina that <laughs> Exactly. She has a fear of giants. It's fee fi phobia. Nancy. <laughs> I might I may think a little stronger on that. Maybe I maybe I'll do that. Hmm. And she wonders if poison is past its expiry date, is it more dangerous or not? Kirsten. Is that, that's actually a very good question. Deep thoughts in the show. Oh deep, deep thoughts. You, you, you had to hear that pause. Or rather, you heard the lack of speaking of like, huh? <laughs> Ladies, welcome back. We're gonna have a great show today. We're gonna be talking to the Utah Outcast. Ooh, looking forward yes, to that. Yes, it's a great podcast. We'll be having them on the second half of the show. But first, let's do our usual chit chat. Okay. Um, did you guys hear that the late Stephen Hawkins, who just died last year at this time, actually, uh, is getting a fifty. Pence coin. He was awesome. Celebrating his pioneer work on uh, black holes. I saw that. It it, it, it looks like a three dimensional. What is that? It kind of looks like a vortex. It, 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 you know, look like it looks like really a cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, cool. the, the famed scientist died last year at the age of 76 years old. Um, the designer of the coin is a uh, woman by the name of Edwina Ellis. Oh, good for her. And apparently, his daughter, uh, Lucy, and uh, her brother, Tim, uh, were actually uh, were visiting the Royal Mint where they were presented with the wow, new coin. Wow, that's pretty fast for I think so. a coin to come out. Just one year later, yeah. 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 I think so, too. It's but great. Well deserved. Yes, for sure. For sure. Sure, for sure. I'd love to have. Wouldn't you love to have one of those? I think so. It looks really cool. I, I don't have a lot of coins out of uh, England, and fifty pence is uh, what's fifty pence? It's like it's worth about a oh, dollar, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I bet the coin dealers would will have them. Yeah, and, I'm sure at some know, point for an exorbitant fee, they can mail them over here. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys hear? There's a large new virus called the Medusa virus. Wow. It's named oh. after the Greek mythology monster, the Gorgon Medusa, right? Well, the virus has a tendency to turn the host into stone. Now, of course, when you think, okay, you're not going to catch a cold and all of a sudden you're going to turn into stone. That's not really what happens here. But uh, the virus called Acantha amoeba castellari. Oh, my home. I hope I got That's this right. That's called the Medusa virus. The Medusa virus yeah. makes the organism form a hard shell because it invades a cell. And then it makes the cell make a, a cocoon itself, if you wish. How make a hard unpleasant. shell. Yes, I know. So the new virus, essentially a new virus, and it belongs to a, a class of giant viruses. And uh, some of them are actually bigger than bacteria and have some very unique genomes. 
How do you can't, does it say how you how you can no, the article didn't say any of that at this point, but it's something obviously we're gonna have to keep an eye on because this is like it's a, it's a new form of virus and it's a new breed of virus altogether. So, so. if you see a lady with a hair full of snakes, coming <laughs> you, you know that's not the one you want to kiss. Hello, that's the one you want to wear protection. That's for. the one. That's the one. <laughs> Now, of course, speaking of protection, um, now we all love sex, of course. Well, most of us anyway. Um, however, a British woman was rushed to the ER after an intense orgasm triggered a stroke and nearly killed her. Hmm. Yes, the unidentified 44-year-old suffered a, a transient loss of consciousness while receiving oral from her partner. That's one hell of an wow. orgasm. That's, yeah. yeah, exactly. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> that guy obviously had his liquor license. <laughs> <laughs> Five points inside the show. Oh, my God. So that the, must have been frightening, though, you know, but that she ended up in the... Yeah, an orgasm the, and she uh, passed out literally. Well, you know, yeah. that's the thing, right? She passed, she passed out literally, and then, you know, after a couple of minutes, he kind of was worried about her and said her body was starting to kind of get stiff. Uh, the CT scan showed that uh, she had a bit of an aneurysm leading to a, a mm. sub uh, some rachnoid hemorrhage which is essentially a stroke yeah uh, so you know as far as I'm concerned if you gotta go you might as well go with a big O right oh, wow yeah that would not be a bad way to go no I don't just think just saying so. I don't think it's, being, it's a good there, way to there's go. a story for the ER <laughs> yeah, exactly. Death by orgasm. Death by orgasm. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? Do uh, I need a T-shirt for that too? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Patreon gold T-shirt for Nancy. Death by orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just death by orgasm, or I, I give death. I give death by orgasm. I want death by orgasm. Which one do you want? It, it doesn't make any difference. It's just picture me wearing it. <laughs> I love this Patreon gold slash LEDV. <laughs> <laughs> um, Death Valley. When you hear Death Valley, the first thing you think is desert, of course, dry, you know, dreary, and all that stuff. Well, um, thanks to climate change, they found a lake in Death Valley. Because in California, they had these huge rains lately, right? And now they've actually found a lake in Death Valley. It's 10 miles long and at a basin of 200... Uh, 280 feet below sea level. So it's not like a really deep lake or anything like that. But the water has pulled but it's enough. That's long, 10 miles. That's yeah, a big 10 miles lake. long. The water has pulled enough to actually make an actual wow. lake by definition. Wow. Uh, of course, the Death Valley usually uh, gets about two inches of rain per year. Yeah. And of course, because of climate change and all the rain changes in California, now they, they have a bit of a lake. The lake will probably uh, evaporate, according to scientists, but they're keeping an eye on it. I was just going to say you get your, you go to the lake, you get your um, bathing suit on. <laughs> And before you can even jump in, it's gone. <laughs> it evaporates as you jump up in the air yeah. and the water just recedes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a disappointment. Hope and disappointment mm -hmm. all in, in one jump. And of course, we have to talk about, unfortunately, the New Zealand killing at Christchurch. Oh. Uh, okay. So essentially, at this point, by the time we're recording this, 49 have been killed, 42 are injured uh, from attack, an attack by uh, two mosques. Uh, two of them are in critical condition, including a four or five-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, the police found uh, some IEDs, improvised explosive device in the suspect's vehicle. An Australian-born man, who we will not name, uh, he wrote a 74-page manifesto, and he appeared in court today. And, and he, he will be returning April 5th. It was closed. The, um, the law, whoever it was, the judge or whatever, said, mm -hmm. we're not giving this no. guy any 
FaceTime, any um, name, nothing. He's absolutely. Him, it's closed, which is civilized way. I think so it. too. I think so too. Now, apparently, at this point, as we're uh, as we're recording this, there's a possible two more suspects that might have helped. Uh, yeah. That the police are looking for, and the worst part is, is this guy live stream part of his rampage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I know I've been getting to a lot of fights online on this. Um, to all the people that are out there, let's call this what it is, okay? This guy is not a mentally ill person. I'm sure he is mentally ill in some aspect, but let's call it what it is. This is a white supremacist terrorist. That's what it is. This is a man that, you know, thinks Donald Trump is a great thing. This is a man who listens to Fox News and conspiracy theories. And, you know, and this is a problem that's becoming worse and worse, not just in New Zealand, not just in the United States, in Canada as well. Uh, I was reading a statistic the other day. Of course, you know, our, our kill rate is nowhere near what the, uh, the kill rate of the Americans. But even in Canada, since uh, 2014, there's been 19 killings done by extremist right-wing, uh, right-wing extremists. Uh, and, of course, the uh, Muslim population, the uh, attacks against uh, Muslim uh, Canadians and all that has jumped over 151% in the past two years. This is a problem. This is a red flag. And it's even a bigger red flag knowing that we are in an election year. The prime minister right now, as much as he's got good looks, is not very popular right now with Canadians. And I'm really, really concerned that a lot of our fellow Canadians are just going to knee-jerk react and put the conservatives in. A man by the name of Andrew Scheer is running the conservatives. He has a white supremacist supporter or sympathizer at best running his campaign uh-huh. and most Canadians don't know this and most Canadians don't care to learn this either apparently and this really is a problem and it really scares the bejesus on me because I don't want Canada to turn into mini trumpet stand like what they have down there in the states I don't want Canada to turn that way no what do we do about this suggestions oh gee there's a, there's a there's a big Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't want to go I mean, too much other, into the topic there. But. Other than trying to be aware of who these people are, mm-hmm. and what their backgrounds are, and to to be an educated voter, I, I don't I, I don't think the Canadians think that it, things like that will happen. No, up here. until it happens, and uh, until a um, a group of people decide that um, they're going to vote somebody in that they think is going to handle the economics and handle the the, the social problems and then you get someone like Doug Ford yes, in Ontario exactly. where they thought mistakenly that here's somebody that can help the province and he's ending up tearing it apart. And Canadians are going to have to realize, we're going to have to realize that we're part of an underbelly as well as a a group that generally takes the high road and is looked on Mm -hmm. as the the friendly country that you can depend on as the peacekeepers. There's evil lurking underneath and oh, yes. I think it's I think it's a matter of education other than that um, I leave it up to people who are a lot smarter than I am to try and figure it out no I think I think you, you, you get a very good point there uh, it's t- it's time for people that you know within our audience because I'm assu- I'm assuming that most of our audience is probably more left-leaning in their politics we're not a political show but we deal not uh, a fair amount into it and we're they're probably more left-leaning in liberal our audience I would think anyway 
Um, it's time for these people not to be shy here. This this is this is you know I wouldn't say a red alert, but it's like okay, let's let's step up the game here because, uh, like I said, people don't they thought Doug Ford oh it's not going to happen it happened, same thing with Donald Trump it's not going to happen it happened, and to think Andrew Scheer oh yeah it's not going to happen it could happen it could very well happen, and yeah. let's not wait till after he's elected, to realize oh God what have you done yeah stop brushing it off as just yeah it'll be fine yeah don't no. It's, it's time to step up the game here, essentially. And, you know, and, and because, you know, just like the uh, religious right and or the political right, these guys are always on the offensive. So it's time to speak up. When you see something on social media, that not necessarily it's because it's right wing. Challenge it when it's wrong. Challenge it when it's erroneous information. That's when it's time to challenge it. Uh, because it's right wing doesn't mean it's automatically wrong. There's a lot of very good right-wing information coming out, some very reliable sources. You know, like, for example, articles out of the Ottawa Citizen. In, in, uh, it's a very reputable paper out of Ottawa, of all places. You know, I'm more than happy to look at that kind of information. But when you get stuff online that take the form of memes of uh, some kind and you realize that the information is outrageously wrong, it's time to step up and say, no, this is, this is just not right. And you can't be shy about this because, after all... We don't want this country to turn south the same way our southern cousins have been doing, right? Uh, they're going to be fighting Donald Trump's cuts and all that kind of crap for decades to come, right? And that's hoping that he doesn't get in in 2020. Well, I, you know, I don't know how how widely Shear's reputation has has traveled. I don't know how many people are that's the aware. Thing. That's the thing. That. And I think people are not aware yeah, of what yeah, he's doing. Yeah. Right. This is a guy who is basically right now. He goes on Rebel Media on a regular basis, and one of the guys from Rebel Media, well, Rebel Media, by the way, is essentially the equivalent of Fox News North, except they were they actually made it big. But they are completely like they're Breitbart, if you wish, for our American listeners that don't don't know. Uh, he goes there on a regular basis. He's also uh, uh, going with the the Canadian Yellow Vest. Now, the Yellow Vest, of course, the movement in France is actually a legit movement. The Canadian Yellow Vest is essentially a bunch of conservatives trying to bring the population to rebel against the government. There are, there are people that, you know, have been banned from Facebook for threatening to kill the prime minister. These are the type of people that Andrew Scheer is appealing to right now, right? And when he, today, with the when he was tweeting about this incident in Christchurch in New Zealand, he never once mentioned terrorism or white supremacy or anything like that. He said an attack on freedom. It wasn't an attack on freedom. It was an attack on Muslims. It was an attack on people, like peaceful Muslims going to their mosque. That's what it was. Call it what it is. You can't start saying, using these words, oh, they're mentally unstable. No, 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 no. Let's call it what it is. Call a spade a spade. And let's stop being shy about this and being politically correct because you know what? The other side, they are not. Yeah. Anyway. Well, all, all we can do is to warn people and to tell them to be more educated and to understand who they're voting for. Yes. They're not, they yes. don't, you know, they don't have to give a label, you know, to a particular party. I'm never going to vote liberal. I'm never going to vote any. Look at who that person is and see yeah. what their background is take, to, before to you my, cast your vote. To my fellow Canadians, take an extra five minutes out of your day now and start getting a bit more informed, okay? Now, and also, do yourself a favor. Don't vote against somebody. Use your vote to vote for someone or for an idea or for something. We always do that as Canadians. We vote against something and we usually end up 
having this knee-jerk reaction. It does not work. We always end up, this is how we got Stephen Harper. This is how we also got Justin Trudeau in a way, right? We didn't vote for something. We voted against Harper at the time. You have to, we have to start thinking differently about our elections. But anyway, I digress. Okay, where are we going with this? Okay, Nancy, you got a top ten for us? Okay. <laughs> after, after all of that, I've got a very <coughs> quiet, subtle, you know, instead, instead, I was going to say mind-numbing, but I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> but this is a very gentle top ten. So Gentle maybe, top ten. Maybe that's what we need. Yeah, this is um, a, a top ten that has to do with top 10 humanists that we don't hear about all that often. Oh. So I'm going to acquaint you with some some people, tell you a little Not bit about them. Not all heroes wear capes. see, because we don't, we don't talk about our humanist heroes all that often on, no. on the show. So, Unsung heroes. So we'll, we'll name some people and see who you know and who you don't know. And these really aren't in any particular order. So I'm going to start with the first gentleman whose name is Clark Adams. Clark Adams. Do you know Clark Adams? No idea. I didn't know Clark Adams either. He was born in 1969, died in 2007, came from Louisville, Kentucky. 69 to 2007? 2007, Wow, he died young. I mean, he's contemporary, practically He's very young, too. Very young, he was. Um, He was a Catholic, uh, studied in a Catholic school, um, but then became a an active member of the Alabama um, Free Thought Association and the Atlanta Free Thought Association wow. became one of the founders of the Secular Coalition for America was the founder of the Las Vegas Free Thought Society was the president of the Humanist Association of Las Vegas and Southern Nevada and one of the many chapters of the American Humanist Association and he became a member for life of the American Humanist Association shortly before he committed suicide and oh. I don't know the circumstances no. but he was a um, he was a dedicated uh, uh, and, and serious man, and um, it, it, I, I really don't know why he came to the end. He did. But, yeah, I mean, um, you can't speculate what yeah, the guy but thought. He was, but I just hope it wasn't the fact that you know when you get when you're, you're humanist and you face the ugliness of reality, sometimes it can um, be overwhelming. Yeah, but he just has unfortunately faded away, and he needs you know the, the credit for the things. That yeah, he absolutely. Did. Credit where credit is due. Yeah, here's another gentleman, Lester Brown. Lester Brown. Lester Brown. Lester Brown was born in 1934, and he was an an environmental analyst, or he is an environmental analyst, with only, listen to this, we've never heard of this gentleman, over 50 published books. What? That he either authored or co-authored or edited, and they're about global environmental issues. They've been translated into more than 40 languages. Holy jeez. In 2012, his book, Full Planet, Empty Plates, published we don't I know I, I have no idea why we don't know this guy's still around sounds yeah. almost like a guy we should have on our show yeah and, and then um, he had another book the new geopolitics of food scarcity he's a staunch advocate of the concept of sustainable development uh, which had its roots in farming and he's been the recipient of many awards and recognitions, and he just flies under the radar. Yeah, exactly. So this is Wait a minute. Some Lester yeah. Brown books. Yeah, we do. We yeah, do. This absolutely. Is, this sounds like a top-notch kind of guest. Adam. He does. 
Uh, number three, Mary Calderon, okay. born in ni- 1904 to 1998. She served as president and co-founder of the Sex Information and Education Council of the United States from 1954 to 1982. Boy, the changes that she saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a physician and an advocate for sex education. She believed everybody has the right to information no matter what their age. And most notable of her accomplish was to overturn the policy of the American Medical Association with regard to dissemination of birth control information to pay to uh, patients. Where does anybody ever give her her due? As, as wait a, a minute, you said she, she overturned. She overturned the policy of the American Medical Association yeah. with regard to dissemination of birth control information to patients. So the American Amer- Medical Association was like tight-lipped on information. They must have been. Really? That was, I was a surprise. That's fascinating. Surprised too. Yeah, they said regardless of of age, everyone is entitled to that information. I guess uh, it's the kind of the old stodgy... Maybe they would give you the information if you were like older than 18 and not before that. Not only do we know, she was named Humanist of the Year by the American Humanist Association in 1974. There we go. Yeah, and there's another lovely activist person that's faded away. Here's another lady, Barbara Ehrenreich. E-H-R-E-N-R-E-I-C-H. That's a toughie. Probably Reich, I would think. Yeah. Anyway. She's a lady born in 1941, and she wrote a book called Nickel and Dimed on Getting By in America, which was published in 2001. It took a long time for that book to get published. Yeah. It was about her three-year experience of being an ordinary minimum wage earner. Oh, Highly boy. acclaimed book by Newsweek yeah. and by New Yorker. Uh, so she was widely read. She was an award-winning columnist and essayist, but a feminist, democratic socialist, and political activist. Where did she fly under the radar? Democratic socialist. There you go. She, she was ignored just because she's that. She she won a Ford Foundation Award for humanistic humanistic perspectives on contemporary society in 1982, and in 1995, a Guggenheim Fellowship from the John D. and Catherine. MacArthur Foundation. Oh. Amazing. We, we all these people. Here's another lady, Rebecca Goldstein. And she was um, born in 1950, White Plains, New York. Um, she's still with us. She's a professor of philosophy and a novelist. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has, to her credit, a biography of Kurt Godel and Baruch Spinoza. Written short stories, essays, five novels. PhD from Princeton. Taught philosoph- uh, philosophical studies at Barnard University, where she had her undergraduate studies. And she's still with us. So we have to see if we can find a little bit more about Miss Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Um, Margaret Kuhn, born in 1905 until uh, 1995. And you may remember her uh, because she founded the Grey Panther Movement. That the was back Grey in the way back there. And she was an activist. She believed that old people, my kind of woman, she believed <laughs> that old people and women were the country's largest untapped an undervalued source of energy. She was a she was a fighter. She really was. She a good supporter of human rights, social, economic justice, global peace, um, and uh, mental health issues. So she she accomplished she accomplished a lot from 1905 1995. This is an interesting gentleman whose name you might remember, Ashley Montague. Do you remember 
his name at all? No, nope, doesn't he was, about. he was more popular, I think, in the in the eighties and nineties. He was a nice Jewish boy whose name was Israel Ehrenberg, and he changed his name to Ashley Montague, where he was best known as an anthropologist and a humanist. Um, he uh, did a lot of work with race and gender. And uh, in 1950, he was the appointed, appointed investigator of the UNESCO for the race question. He also wrote a book that um, you might remember eventually became a movie called The Elephant Man. Yes, of course. So there he was the writer of that. And he oh. also wrote a book called The Natural Superiority of Women. And he wrote 60 books. His name was, I think, much more popular in the in the 90s, 80s and 90s than it is than it is now. Excellent writer. Mm-hmm. Another writer, Joyce Carol Oates. Anybody read Joyce Carol Oates? She's uh, still with us. Uh, wrote over 50 novels, um, and uh, she uh, uh, taught at Princeton. And as of ni- 2008. She uh, was a professor of humanities there, was a member of the board of trustees of the Simon Guggenheim Memorial. I mean, you wonder why these people aren't in the, in the atheist humanist news at least once a week. Okay, here we That's go. Have some kind of plaque somewhere. If you don't remember these two words, you're out of the humanist okay. world. That's it. Carl Sagan. Oh, oh boy. Do I need to say <laughs> I don't need to say anything more. No, no, One you of know. the most prominent St. Carl. St. Carl. Yeah. Dearly, dearly beloved and oh, revered by all of us. And the last one, Alice Walker. Do you, the color purple? Okay, really? Yeah. Okay. And That's the movie she, Oprah Winfrey started in. Yeah, she, she really loved that movie. She um, met Martin Luther King, became an activist, won a National Book Award, a Pulitzer Prize for the color purple. The interesting thing other than that about Alice was that she was married to a gentleman named Melvin Rosen, Rosenman, Roseman Leventhal, and she and Mr. Leventhal were first, were the first legally married interracial couple, couple. Yes. Man, oh my, in Mississippi. Oh. Oh, what a, what a, you know, time they must have had, uh, you know, with. Uh, so they were the first interracial couple state. and cuppy. Yeah. Jeez. So anyway, there's you know <laughs> just awesome. a very gentle top ten about no, no, people no, it was great. that people we that we should we should know should know more about. We should know more about. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, my dear Nancy. All right. Well, it's time for another brilliant moment. You have it. I do. Brought to you by religion. Okay. So before I get into the the heavier stuff, let's start with something really. You remember. The uh, Jesus Christ comic book that I've uh, that I've been yes, keeping an eye on. The one that DC was too afraid to publish because people kind of went back and said, "No, oh, we don't like this." Yeah, well, a new publisher has picked it up. Oh. No, there yes. we go. It's wow. been picked up by Ahoy Comics. Ahoy! Ahoy! Ooh. Sounds like a bunch of sailors. Ahoy! Ahoy! So Ahoy um, Comics is now going to publish. What was it? The, the Jesus Christ. What was, it, what was the title? The second, second coming. coming. Second coming. Second coming. Yeah. Perfect. So yes, it is. It has been given a second life. <laughs> <laughs> Good for the publisher. I know. You know I, I like the real Jesus. That one is actually coming back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Where to go? So, anyways, now that that is a little bit of happy news, um, there was. An Orlando mother has now has been arrested for stabbing her 11-year-old daughter multiple times until the girl has died. 
under the mere suspicion that she was having sex. What? An 11-year-old. And this, the alleged violence, the mother said, was a way to make sure her daughter would go to heaven. Oh, hold hold on there. So you're telling me she thought her 11-year-old was having sex. Yep. Which it's, it's possible, but unlikely. Yep. And she decided to make sure she goes to heaven, better stab her first and kill her so she goes to heaven because if she has sex, then what? She's not? Mm-hmm. You know, the sad thing is, is that if you think about it for a minute, there are so many parents who are just one I, the brilliant in the brilliant moment category who have killed their children I know. so that they would go to heaven rather than suffer in one way or the other in this world. That's, I, I can think of at least 10. Oh, it's horrible when you see how many headlines that are that particular situation yeah. Yeah. for one reason or another. Uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of stories that, you know, they have like, a, in a lot of religions, they have like a, an age of... Um, of um, an age where they're responsible, all of a sudden. I'm looking for a word here. What word am I looking for? Uh, not an age of accounting, an age of... Age uh, of consent? No. no. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I wish they had that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's an age where they, all of a sudden the child is, you know, you're responsible enough now. You know. Oh, okay. So the, the, you can't get away I with shit anymore. I the wrong track. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. can't get away with shit anymore. And I've heard stories, especially in Islam, where kids would actually commit suicide before that age. Yeah. Knowing full well that, you know, if I don't, then I'm going to go to hell because I've, I can't resist bacon or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty it's, horrible when you think about yeah, it. Really, yeah, it's, it's, it really is. I mean, it's beyond horrible. It, you know. And how much it like just twists the minds of people to think, I'm going to kill my child so they can go to heaven because some, like, God-forbidden stupid reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially for sex, right? Because I think my 11-year-old, I'm suspicious that my 11-year-old is having sex. Yeah, she, she, she's not even sure. She's just suspicious. I mean, not, not that it would make a difference. And even if your 11-year-old was, I mean, well, it's a bit early for... And there's no telling what kind of life that 11-year-old had up to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, God but, damn, man. And like, even uh, like to prevent any further sexual relations with men. It's like, what the hell is going on in your stupid mind? Well, the fu- the funny thing is, is I'm pretty sure if you ask her, that woman, are you going to hell? She'd probably say no, because I'm a good Christian. Yeah, but you had sex. You know? So this is like... <laughs> well, yeah. I'm pretty sure you had sex outside of marriage, too. I bet. You know, chances are... Oh, anyway. And then they think they're doing this out of love. And yeah. it's like, no, no, you're doing it out of religion. Out of fear. Out of, out yeah. of fear. It is, it is the primary motivation of all religion. It is fear. It really is. There's no no matter how much you call it, they could call it love all they want. It's not love. It no, never it's is. not. Yeah, that's tragic. Yeah, it is tragic. <laughs> yeah. Tell me you get a better story than that. I do. Oh. I, I, I had to have something to lighten the mood a little bit. Um. So this is a little bit less on the religion side, but it was so funny I couldn't not tell this story. Fair enough. So, <clears throat> when you're in the minority party in a state completely controlled by the majority, it's safe to say any potentially controversial pieces of legislation you propose aren't going to get anywhere, right? Yeah, right. usually, yeah. However, you can still write bills in order to send a message or to show what you would do if voters put you in power. 
Yeah. That's why House Democrats have passed an anti-corruption bill to get money out of politics that Senate Republicans and Donald Trump will never consider. Of course not. Uh, and which House Republicans unanimous, unanimously opposed. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> because corruption money is how many of them got elected. No. Anywho... Uh, in Georgia, Republicans control the legislature and governor's mansion, which leaves Democrats mostly in a position to make statements. Okay. But that's what Representative Darshun Kendrick is doing in a brilliant way. Darshun Kendrick. Yes. Okay. In response to a bill supported primarily by men that would ban abortions if a fetal heartbeat is detected, something that happens before some women even know they're pregnant, Kendrick proposed a bill that would allow her to control things that go on in male bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm loving this. Uh, Subject? Testicular Bill of Rights legislation. <laughs> Importance. Hi. Testicular Bill of Rights legislation. Oh, yes. Oh, she's oh. got balls. <laughs> <laughs> and it reads, Good morning. Please, please have the following legislation drafted. Require men to obtain permission from their sex partner before they are able to obtain a prescription for Viagra or any erectile dysfunction medication. Boom. Ban vasectomy procedures in Georgia, both in part or whole, with the name punitive measures for performing the procedure that are listed in the HB 481. Boom! Make it an aggravated assault crime for men to have sex without a condom. Boom! Require DNA testing when a woman is six weeks and one day to be performed before she is eight weeks to determine the father of the child who shall immediately start paying child support. And a 24-hour waiting period for men to purchase any porn or sex toys in the state of Georgia. Yeah! The bill hasn't been officially introduced yet, but Kendrick insists there's still a point. (laughs) I'll get signatures on it or not. I might be the only signature. That's fine, she says. The cutoff date to submit legislation for this calendar year has already passed, so it doesn't have a chance of passing this year, she adds. But I already know that it doesn't have a chance of passing any year. So it's a symbol, but her point is obvious. It's absurd to think the government should control men's bodies when it comes to choices that are so personal, and the same principle ought to apply to women. No, good for her. Good for her. (laughs) And of course, as soon as you pass that bill, you know, you you essentially have the collective... uh, a reaction from the, the from the Republicans that sound like this. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the only one that's, that's kind of un, not unclear, but the only one that I would take issue is is that it's considered an assault if a man has sexual yeah, that's the only a one. condom. I mean, there are times that you don't want to use a condom. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair you know, enough. if you want to have a child, you certainly can't do it with your condom on. But other than that, I guess there would be extenuating, well, you know, extenuating circumstances. Exactly. This could, this could go as well as that list of weird sex laws that you had yeah, a couple yeah, of weeks exactly. ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and, and you know what? They all make it kind of make sense uh, in many, many ways. I mean, why not? Uh, I like the DNA test. That one's my favorite one. That's I'm like, my favorite I'm like, one. you get that one in there, and it's like, oh, no. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I like the 24-hour porn wait period. I love that. Yeah. I love oh. that. Because especially in those states, which are huge consumers of porn, we know by the numbers, you know, Nancy's got stock. But uh, anyway, you know, we know this how she made all her money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how we fund the show. Actually. Well, stop buying it, Kevin. Well, I know, but, you know, I can't. You, 
the dividends I get from the show get reinvested right away in your company. You don't want me to have a decent income anymore? Stop buying. <laughs> but you know, I, I think it, made, it makes total sense, and you know, it, it's really you know playing hardball with the uh, the, the politicians, which yeah. of course, unfortunately, is not going to go anywhere. But I hope the public kind of wakes up and says, "Yeah, you know what? She's got a point." So, well, she's got a she's got a great point, and because it's absolutely true, men in politics will not sponsor any bills that have to do with regulating their sex life. Yeah. That's yeah. It. It's only women. Yeah. Women's bodies are yeah, exactly. their legislation um, uh, worthy, but men's are not. And, and, you, and you can use the same arguments they use too, right? Because they often use like a religious argument. Well, you know, you have to let nature take its course and you can't interfere with God's will. Well, okay, well, you know what? Uh, erectile dysfunction at an older age is nature's course too and you can't interfere with God's will. Mm-hmm. So Viagra is out, right? Yeah. If you're going to use that stupid argument, it goes gotta, both ways. You got to live with a floppy deck. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Perfect. That was that was great. And uh, you know, isn't it Betty White that used to say, you know, if men could have uh, babies, you'd have an abortion clinic like as every, at every Jeffy Lube or something. Sounds like something. Sounds she like would something say. she said. I yeah. love Betty White. Yes, yeah. no, we all. <laughs> She's immortal too. All right, perfect. Thank you so much, my dear. All right, so let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking to the Utah Offcast. Oh, so looking forward to that. So that'll be interesting. So yeah. stay with us. Do you know where Saskatchewan is? Probably not. It's in Canada. If you do, you might know a city named Regina. In Regina, there's a studio. And in that studio, there are, at least once a month, a bunch of skeptical atheist geeks and goofballs who get together to do a podcast. We are the Brainstorm Crew, and we're trying to help spread a bit of reason and critical thinking while still having fun. Never taking things too seriously, but still not accepting everything we're told, we go through different topics, exploring them in depth, and often disagreeing. We try to stick to provable facts, and we never trust a myth. That's why we say we're woo-free since 2013. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker under Brainstorm. Or check out our website, brainstormblog.net. I can't promise you'll always agree with us, but I can promise you'll have fun listening to us. Attention fellow atheist podcast listeners. We are the Godless Heathens Podcast. Here's the details with no fine print. You got new episodes available every other Sunday. Sunday! 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 There's three of us, just like the Holy Trinity. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. Coming to you from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta. Where we'll examine the crossroads of politics and religion, but from the secular perspective. Sometimes we get heavy, sometimes we get deep. And no one is above reproach or mockery, especially each other. It's more of what you want and less of what you don't. So open your hearts and minds to the godless heathens in your podcast rotation. And you just might learn something too. This old man had taught us and he had believed. He believed that the Golgi apparatus was an artifact. He thought it didn't exist. And then one day, an American cell biologist came and gave a public lecture in our department in which he demonstrated beyond all possible doubt that the Golgi apparatus was real. Our old man strode to the front of the lecture hall, shook him by the hand and said, my dear fellow, I wish to thank you 
I have been wrong these 15 years. And all of us applauded till our hands were red and none of us will ever have forgotten that incident. That is science at its best. That's the very opposite of faith. Or some of the guys from the Utah Outcasts. We have Kyle and X. They're snappy dressers and snazzy dancers. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us at Left of the Valley. Well, glad to be here. Thank you for having us. We are, we are, we are mildly pleased to be here. This is obviously <laughs> shows that you guys have never actually looked at our show. You have no idea what you're into. <laughs> no, that, I mean, yeah, if we had, we wouldn't agree to this. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love your name. It could be a song. It could be a team. It could be a bar. Yeah. You know, it's so flexible. Really if you decide anything. not to do, you decide not to do the podcast at some time. Keep the name and go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, we could be at it. Well, we're in Utah, so we definitely couldn't be a bar. Yeah, uh, well. I mean, it, it would it would take at least seven years to get the license. Oh. Okay. So, uh, except well, on top of that, I mean, when we first started out, we we're like. We need to call ourselves a. We need a podcast name, but we don't want it to be blank atheist or atheist that or this or atheist that. It's like because that really limits you to what you can really talk about. And yeah. I know we're more in depth than just atheism. So yeah, but then if you choose a name like us, left of the valley, people have no idea what that means. So what does that mean? You know. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I, I know another Canadian podcast where they have that problem too. It's like brainstorm podcast. It's like yep. oh, shit. Now what, Corey? Corey, nice guy too. We we were on the brainstorm podcast like last year actually this time of year. Yep. So uh, my first question, because we've been debating this all day, all of us here. Uh, so X, is your middle name Y, by any chance? Just no, it's a, the middle initial is M. Okay. And it's a boring as shit middle name. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> when my, uh, to, to get it out there, let's just say I, I go by the X moniker only because it's like a shortened version of, an, of a couple of other stupid screen names I used to use. And so it's just... It works this way, and it uh, keeps the Nazis away, and um, let's see, what else does it do? Oh. oh, it makes it so my boring-ass first and middle name don't get used online. So oh, that's, that's fine, that's fine. And XM, because I'm one of those people like that's named uh, uh, two first names for middle and first and middle name, and then my last name could be one from, of the Fantastic Four, so let's there just say that. So. It's, not, it's not a thing, is it? <laughs> That'd be a great last name. XM From thing. now on, I shall be XM, XM thing. thing. I love that. I love that. Beautiful. Five points. <laughs> Guys, uh, you know, our audience might not be aware because we're north of the 49 of what the Utah Outcasts are. Maybe you'd be so kind to give us a bit of a genesis and a quick bio on YouTube. Uh, well, Kyle and I first started podcasting, oh, God, a, a long-ass time ago. <laughs> when dinosaurs uh, roamed the earth. Oh, yeah, no. What, what, what is it now? Almost, um, all, not almost quite eleven years. years. Holy wow. moly! Oh no, no, it can't be that long. There's no way it, can it was. Be that well, long. okay, I was doing the show before you showed up, so <laughs> yeah, I, I started a podcast on a now defunct website, which I'm probably not going to pay the rental to keep it up on anymore. Uh, <laughs> that was a mostly nerd culture and news kind of stuff uh, podcast, like way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I had no idea how to podcast, just wanted to jump into it and kind of started just recording episodes and then I started realizing news fucking sucks and so let's just start talking with each other about things and that mm-hmm. genesis into when I grabbed Kyle in from the job that we were both working at the time like hey you like geeky stuff you want to come with me and do a podcast and 
we started doing a podcast and that stopped happening. And then uh, about a year later, I'm like, I got the itch. I need to get back into it. And so that's when the the genesis of Utah Outcast happened. We didn't have the name yeah, for it. Then. Yeah, we 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 kicked we kicked this idea around for what a year. Yeah, it was before quite a before we really got it off the ground and uh, found uh, found oh, Felicia because we needed we we needed a third. It can't just be can't just be the two of us <laughs> going yeah, the, back the, and forth. The previous podcast was a giant sausage party so we we like yeah, we, we need we, more we, diversity <laughs> we we need some we need the feminine touch yeah yeah you actually uh, need a female opinion to make sure if it was actually giant sausage or not right because you know a giant sausage for a guy yeah, it's a bit of a wiener well, for her cock, i mean <laughs> smoky. i mean yeah there's we would need at least seven more of us for it to be considered a giant sausage fest <laughs> yeah but then you don't get the amount of buns that you need for the hot dogs that you have and yeah, the ratio is way off. All right. Yeah. The comments of the Utah Outcast are not necessarily those of Left of Valley, subsidiaries, employees, et cetera, et cetera. It's so funny. It's usually so, us that are doing this. I know. I know. <laughs> I love these So guys when we like... started uh, Utah Outcast, we, we got Felicia just because we were both Kyle and I were members of a uh, Utah atheist group, which apparently he was a member long before I was because I'm like, there can't possibly be groups of these kind of people out there because I didn't know that atheism meant, you know, just lack of belief in God or gods. It was, I thought it was like, they hate God kind of thing. And I'm like, no. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. Yeah, I remember. It's like, oh, no, there's a group. Here, come on. <laughs> Here, join the group. And I'm like, oh, hey, who wants to be on a podcast? And Felicia just <laughs> on a whim just joined up. And she, I'm like, oh, oh, have you ever done anything before? Nope. Nope. Like, yep. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. And then four years later, here we are. There we <laughs> yeah. go. There we go. That sounds fantastic. Well, yeah, it has, we were, it has we done were... remarkable things for our careers. <laughs> <laughs> well, out of curiosity, since you spent a year trying to figure out what you wanted to do, what kind of ideas did you reject and what kind of stuck that Ooh, would make it seem as though, yeah, this is really mm. going to be worth it? Yeah. Well, uh, Kyle and I, like we said, we were doing the geek stuff there for a while, he, he wasn't and we're like, let's question. do another one of those kind of shows, because that worked so fucking well the first time around. <laughs> and then we're like, no, let's just do movie shows. And so we, we had a couple of episodes uploaded to like YouTube at the time, just to gauge how well they were going. I was just mainly sitting in the background while Kyle and uh, another guy were just arguing with each other about movies. Someone yeah. was like, it's a good movie, it's a bad movie. I'm like, this has potential, but nah. <laughs> so... <laughs> There was there was only so far we there was only we could only do so much with that, and geek stuff is it's such a saturated thing and it is else. it really really is oh yeah like so let let's be able to talk about that and something else because yeah <laughs> no so totally get that. We, we started doing news and then we started just you know uh, we thought we would when we first started up we had another fellow that was part of the show as well and he. Uh, from day one, he's like, how much of a cut of the profits do I get? And I'm like, profits? Have you never done podcasting before? <laughs> no profits. So he, he got to a point where like, no, that's okay. We're not going to do that. Well, I need you to take down every episode you recorded with me. Otherwise, I'll send a cease and desist and get my lawyer involved. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you go and do that, buddy. We've had 30 <laughs> people pick up that first episode. I don't think it's going to be that missed. So. <laughs> Fantastic. And most of that was mom, dad. No, actually, no, not at the time. It wasn't mom. 
<laughs> oh, oh yeah. Man. No, no, my, my 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 mom still doesn't know how to find the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom's my good... like, no, I'm gonna do I'm I'm off doing I'm doing a podcast. Can't talk right now. No, my mom's a good Catholic woman, so if she listens to this show, she'll think she's going to hell right away. So <laughs> <laughs> So uh about yourself, gentlemen, uh, were you guys um born uh, did you have uh you know did you come out of apostasy or were you guys born in a faith or were you since you guys are out of utah one, Kyle, one... go ahead i've hogged the mic <laughs> um i i took i took to apostasy at a very young age mm-hmm. uh, i i really i really started to question i was uh, raised mormon and you know really started to pissing people off in the church. <laughs> uh, they do, they don't like questions, by the way. No, no. <laughs> yeah, like they really and they really hate it when like a nine year old kid is like, wait, so there are multiple translations of your of this Bible, and uh, like, do you guys have any kind of independent verification for accuracy? <laughs> oh, hey, 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 can you go wait in the hall, please? <laughs> sure. <laughs> So yeah, no, I, I I took cues, you know, very early on. But of course, eight nine years old, you're like, this is the only thing. So there's, you have no idea. Of there's no other. Is. There's no other options. <laughs> this is just the way it is. So fine. Uh, so you know, you hit sixteen, fifteen years old, and you you discover other philosophies <laughs> and other theologies, and you're suddenly. You know, out the door. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, uh, yeah, a teenager at the time. Oh yeah, yeah you're a super <laughs> shitty teenager. So. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that was those. Those were not. 16. Those were that was, yeah. That was not sixteen. That was, that was, those are clubbing was, days. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> what they have clubs? Was, wait a minute! Like wait a minute! Years ago, what are you talking about? They got clubs. Oh. They got clubs in Utah. Wait, what? Hold on a second. Oh, they used to be a lot more fun when you used to have to get your ID scan to go into it and buy memberships for the evening. Oh, what? Um, <laughs> oh my god! Hey, it, it it was a racket. <laughs> Utah has weird liquor laws, everybody. Okay. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Yeah, you you used to have to have like a private membership to a club in order to go in. For the evening. For the, (laughs) yeah. Or you could buy like a monthly or something. I don't remember how. Uh, Or an an annual. Like an annual membership was like 20 bucks for most of them. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Texas. Texas had the same uh, had the same same thing. They had, um, in addition to that, they had dry cities, so they had wet cities, and then you could go to a bar, but you couldn't have a mixed drink. You could only have a, a beer or wine, but you could bring the ingredients in a paper bag. It was just just ridiculous. They did everything they You're could to keep me. people. No, they did everything they could to keep people, you know, from getting drunk, and then all the Southern Baptists would just would just blow it so it was just the the, the liquor was flowing this is <laughs> but they, they were making money from the membership this is why the americans need to learn from our war with denmark you know they need to learn how to drink yeah this is no no this is ridiculous yeah well, I, I think america could do well if we got rid of all the 50 individual fucking states and just go to the uh, small i mean larger provinces you know let, let's do it that way yeah, you know? i mean yeah. they are states but i mean it, anyway god it'd be a lot easier than having to have 100 <laughs> assholes in the senate most of them republican god yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be a good way to go <laughs> that'd be a maybe a better way to go uh, it would never work 
Oh, no, serious. oh God, no. This country is way too big. Nobody can agree on anything. <laughs> uh, let's see. For myself, I was a I was brought up Southern Baptist. Mom was a Pentecostal, uh, like nearly like handling snakes kind of Pentecostal. Oh, kind of oh boy. Hillbilly, hillbilly Pentecostal. It was Woo. crazy. Tent revivals and all that fun shit. Um, I went to a real deep Southern Baptist place, like the whole fire and brimstone kind of uh, uh, sermons that were going on every weekend and. Boy, that wasn't fun at all. I just sat in the back and I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to get started this time. And you get to the lineages in Genesis and you're like, fuck this book. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> who, wrote, who published this piece of shit? And then when we uh, we moved, my dad was a military guy, so we, we moved around a lot. So we never kept a solid church anywhere. Uh, and then when we finally moved out to Utah, they just kind of gave up all pretenses of being Southern Baptist. I mean, they still have the beliefs of it and everything, but uh, that was when I was in my early teens. And then it probably wasn't until I was about 20 or probably, I mean, I've, I gave it up a long time ago. Didn't really give a shit. But I mean, you know, you become non-religious for a while, mm -hmm. and then you finally cross that point where the lightning cracks in your forehead, and you're like, "Oh shit, there is no God," you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, hail Satan! Ah. <laughs> and I'm not being struck by lightning right now. This is great. <laughs> so, so, so your parents never converted to Mormonism. They, they were just Southern Baptist. They kind of stayed that way. Just man, eh, not really involved. Yeah, just kind of uh, kind of shady Christians, like generic Christians at this point. So <laughs> we hear that a lot from Southern Baptists for some reason. <laughs> and my old man, uh, as much as I love the guy, he he needs to just fucking give it up already because I was a little kid and he was showing me stuff by Sagan and all of this other stuff, and he's like, "Well, I still believe there's a God out there." I'm like, "Your hobby." is looking through a telescope at distant celestial bodies and you want to tell me that you believe a god created all that and we just happen to be the only ones here on this planet and yeah. he's like mm, uh, I'm like yeah yeah that's right I know I know I know you just can't say the words old man <laughs> the uh, everlasting argument from ignorance <laughs> that's fantastic uh, so you guys have been doing the show for quite a while there uh, so um, you know and you were talking about how when you decided to do the show, you wanted to orient yourself not to be simply just an atheist show, but to orient to be more encompassing. So what kind of uh, topics do you guys take on most of the time? Is there a favorite topic you guys like to take on or something like that? I like laughing at the religious right. That's, that's <laughs> they, are, they are so fun to laugh at. And there's plenty it's of easy, too. We call that the low-hanging fruit section <laughs> of the show. Oh, we got called out by a local politic podcast because we do that. And they're like, oh, way to pick the low-hanging fruit. I'm like, but it's right there. And it's ripe. And it's delicious. <laughs> People want more of it. So. Yeah, exactly. Why, why, would I, why would I try to climb three or four branches to grab the higher fruit when there's one right there, you know? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a wormhole on it, but, I mean, you can just eat around that part. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we, 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 do, we do reach for the higher fruit sometimes, uh, but, you know. And then the shitty YouTube comments happen. So. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's okay. We can deal with it on, on a few of them. But we, uh, we, Proud we, Boys throw, out, we throw out the, the sugar drink every now and then. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Ken Ham is the, the one that people got to know us on, uh, oh. on YouTube, especially, because we... 
would give the ARC attendance numbers. I'm like, no one else is talking about this. Maybe we could do it. And then all of a sudden, blammo, like we get another 2,000 subscribers. I'm like, holy shit. Okay, people want more Ken Ham. We'll do a little bit more of that every week. You know? <laughs> wow. Maybe that's what we should start doing. <laughs> My God, apparently that's a trick. Yeah, that's a target-rich environment, too. Yeah, talk, and, about, talk about your low-hanging fruit. It's... You need a you need a shovel to get through that. Uh, answers in Genesis is like the worst. I just we we keep we keep going to that because it's just in in the back of my mind I'm sitting here thinking right now I'm sitting here in my basement and I'm like right now there's an old Australian guy living in Kentucky that has a giant wooden boat dedicated to the Ark and it. it <laughs> What a fucking world we live in! <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's it, it's another group. Of, that's another group of people. It's hard. It's hard to satirize people like that <laughs> when they, they do. They do such seriously. a good job themselves. <laughs> oh God, for people that want a really good laugh, go to our go to the YouTube channel. I did a live stream where I watched Ken Ham and company at a fudge. They were making fudge at the oh. at the Ark experience, oh. and I'm just giggling to myself with all the all the poop jokes and all the making fudge jokes. I'm like, it's it's extremely low-hanging fruit, but good God, I was having a good time that night. Thank you, God, for Ken Ham. I don't know where I don't know where we'd be. Well, we'd be someplace, but it wouldn't be as funny without him. Well, I, I, I was so hoping, though, when David Silverman was still the president of American Atheist, he said at one point that he was, he was just waiting for the Ark Encounter to go bankrupt. And he was supposed to buy the building and move the headquarters of American Atheist in there. Oh. And I was oh. so hoping that was going to happen. <laughs> but, you know... I don't know who's taken over American Atheist yeah. since, but uh, Nick Fish. Okay. Nick Fish is the current president. I'm afraid I'm not yeah. familiar with the fellow. Nick's a Nick's a good guy. Oh, oh yeah, Nick is. came to Utah and he did a, a a conference out here and it was really good. So oh, good, it, good. It, anybody should go look up some of his lectures. He's a really good guy. Oh, perfect. We'll have to have him on the show then. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So so you guys sometimes do some uh, interview based shows as well. I mean, we're more of an interview based show. How about you guys? I don't know, Kyle. Do we do it? <laughs> I don't know. Just talk shit like we've, that all the time. Or just... we, we've we've tried. We've waited into doing the the interview tried. thing. Uh, it just, yeah, we'll we'll have we'll have people come on, but doing interview style is we have we have way too much fun to do any kind of traditional interview. <laughs> go right up our alley. Yes, we're, we're and we, we know that a lot of people can go just about anywhere else and get the interview with Blink, you know, whoever it is that they're going to have on the show. And you guys right. do an excellent job of it. I've listened to a couple of episodes. Oh, well, mm-hmm. thank you. But we just decided a while back, like, if we're going to have people on, let's have people on and have fun with them because yeah. they, they want to talk about this stuff, too, I'm sure. So, like, we sit down on Saturday nights to record and... With all the additional patron stuff we have to do, uh, patreon.com slash utahocast, uh, we have <laughs> we do about a four-hour session every Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> and so it's like when we want to have a guest, it's like, hey, do you want to show up to the show? They're like, sure, I'd love to be on your show. Like, well, we record at 9 p.m. Mountain Time on Saturday night. And a lot of people are like, oh, no. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> well, that eliminates the faint of heart immediately. So yeah, exactly. That's a, that's it, it a real, does. That's a good it does. Strategy. We, we have selection. we we have we have had people come on the show, and we just wind up hijacking them for <laughs> five or six hours. <laughs> 
particularly Marissa Alexa McCool. We oh, had yes. one evening, and we were watching on video, and it, like you could almost, we felt like you could almost see the sun rising because she was Eastern at the time. Oh, of course, like, of course. Oh, <laughs> oh has she, she moved? Was, but those are that was that's still one of my favorite one of my favorite episodes that we did. <laughs> yeah, because none of, awesome. none of us none of us just wanted to stop just making so many terrible jokes and that really is just the fun of it isn't it oh that, yeah that, that's what makes podcasting like the the funnest thing for me is that like i get to i get to hang out with three of my, or two of my friends every weekend yeah. and then whoever i bring on the show or we bring on the show they immediately become fast friends as well because it's it's just a good time and we all I mean, we have diversity of thought, but a lot of us are in the same wheelhouse. We believe a lot of the same stuff. We want social justice for people. We want uh, America to be a little less crazy. We want the religious people to just to back off a little bit. And we just want to usually sit around, have a drink or two, and just chew it up with whatever news is going on for the week. Yeah, absolutely. Are you, are you guys, when you're doing your shows, are you guys all in the same room? Because you seem to have a great camaraderie, which you usually don't see when you guys, you got guys do go Skype to Skype or something like that, right? Oh, we're all on Skype. Uh, you're all yeah, on Skype. Yeah, because that's that's usually the uh, the other way around. You know, if you get somebody, you get great chemistry, it's usually people in the same room. Skype to Skype somehow becomes somewhat impersonal, but it seems to you guys seem to be the exception. Yeah, but, but X and <laughs> Kyle have the advantage of working together. So that's they, true. They have that's a, true. A, a good personal relationship so the skype is just an extension of that rather mm-hmm. than you know people that you don't know well they know where they can go and where they can't mm-hmm. with each other which is great yeah, yeah yeah it's pretty cool awesome yeah and i've had i've had a working relationship outside of the the day job with kyle for a while i, I like i said mm-hmm. i had a geek news website there for a while and he was the movie reviewer he he goes along and uh, reviews a lot of the movies that come out here in salt lake and yeah remember still, you remember I the still, board still aren't still you do. yeah yeah you still are yeah well, You're a member of the Salt Lake Film Society, right? No, no. Boo! Fuck those guys. Boo! <laughs> no, uh, that was so. The story, the story behind behind that is uh, the oh, the rule. The ru- yeah, the the rules for the the Salt Lake uh, Critics Association. Uh, each outlet was uh, allocated one one member, hmm. and at that and at that time, we had just brought in uh, Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin Booth, who's a, a great critic, uh, so I gave her my spot oh. uh, because yep. she's she's better at it. Yeah, she's one and, of the senior editors she, at. Uh, uh, she Blue is. Blue she is, yeah. She is now the editor in chief for Bleeding Cool. Oh, cool. So she's she's made her way her way up there. Oh, way to go! Perfect. Excellent, and she's and she still got my spot in the critics system. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not my spot. It's it's her spot. But <laughs> guys, you guys have been doing this for quite a while. So if I was to ask you guys, if you could take a look back as when you started, and maybe, maybe let's let's do it more local because we frankly as Canadians we don't see a lot of. Utah and Mormonism and all that, and you guys are right in the middle of it all, right? So uh, that's interesting. You guys don't see a lot of like the fundamental LDS church up there. No, not really. No, no it's, it's mm. too cold. Too cold for them, and they're afraid of moose. No, they're they're, <laughs> no, they're they're here. There is a Mormon church. Um, I don't think they call it a church, that, but there is a Mormon fellowship or group here because I used to know someone who belonged. Yeah. That's the only reason well, I know. Uh, but, let's put it oh, this way. Yeah, for, they, they've got wards everywhere. I'm just I'm more concerned about yeah. the uh, the crazy Mormons, the the ones that are into polygamy and the oh the yeah, those, the, marry, yeah, the married sixteen year olds and stuff. We had some in BC, and they've just ruled they've just ruled against them. They uh, yeah, I think they took them down to Texas. 
What it's bountiful. BC? Bountiful in BC. Bountiful. Yeah. It's bountiful. It's, it's a little uh, town lost yeah. somewhere in the middle of BC there. Yeah, but we don't. We really don't have any of the the crazies down here. We have Mennonites, and we've got a church on every corner, but not real, not real fundamental. Crazies. Yeah, no, nowhere near uh, the we've got uh, standard. Uh, where, where we're from in Abbotsford, it is essentially the Bible Belt, the Canadian yeah. Bible Belt, uh, but it's nowhere near as what, what, compared to the American Bible Belt. You know, it's like uh, we're nowhere <laughs> near what you guys face in Utah, Oklahoma, all these places. So we're pretty tame up here. Yeah, uh, we have our share of creationists. We do, you know, we do. And those who are against the you know gay community. But there, there's nothing, it's it's really kind of mild. No, no. It's but Canada. Just to give you an idea, you know, this, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Canada, it's mild, right? Uh, it's, it's, Canada's like the attic nobody thinks about until you get up there and say, hey, look at all this shit. Hey, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Just yeah, because, you, you know, the, the kids in the hall were never known for their crazy antics or, you know, uh, <laughs> how you never, never grew up to be a metalhead or anything no, like that. No, of course not, of course not. <laughs> Uh, just to give you an idea, they, they say the, st- the stat was uh, um, between 40 and 45% of uh, all Americans are creationists. And in Canada, it's like uh, 12 to 15%. Just, it's, just to give you an idea, you know, it's, it's nowhere near that, that same level that you is guys it, have down there. Is it the water? Exactly. It It could be the water. It could be the water. But to to go back to my question, you guys have been doing this for a while there. If you were to compare when you guys started uh, the atheist movement or even in local Utah, if you wish, as compared to where it is now, have you guys seen a lot of changes throughout that time period? I, Mm. yeah, there, there have been, there have been a lot of the, the demographic shift down here is, it's been impressive over the last 10 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot more. There are a lot more people leaving the the Mormon Church. Uh, there are, yeah, the the, the ex Mormon uh, agnostic atheist uh, groups are uh, really growing. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, and I not- think you can you can kind of lean upon the fact that the LDS Church is ever unchanging in its uh, uh, its thoughts about the LGBT community and oh yeah there's a, there's they're a lot at of least people. they're at least 20 30 years behind behind really? the curve really so they came out with uh with group rules i mean I, I guess you can't call it law whatever the hell they have in their church handbook that they have where if you are a child of someone that's LGBT you will you will not be allowed to go to church with the LDS church unless you uh separate yourself from them Wow. You can't join their you can't be baptized in their religion because they're like, oh, it's going to cause too much strife. And instead, it's like, oh, well, you don't want my kid. Well, fuck you then. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't it? yeah it's, it's uh, totally the Christian way to go. <laughs> and it, yeah. it really took like guys like uh, Tyler Glenn from Neon Trees to come out as gay. And then you yeah. have the guys f- from like Imagine Dragons. I mean, there, there's been a lot of people that come out of like very strict Mormondom have come out and been like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Uh, what you guys are saying about LGBT people is like we're not gonna, we're not gonna be a member of that anymore because these are people that we love and we care about, and if you don't want them, then we don't want you. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. there's a giant schism forming right now in in that, and I don't know when it's going to finally break. Probably after this next 96 year old president of the church finally dies, but. Oh, I mean, wow. Mr. Burns is pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it's it's coming. Excellent. It, it's definitely it's definitely on its way. <laughs> He'll probably live to 122 just to defy you. Just, just, oh, just to spy you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, mum, they'll mummify his body, and no one will ever tell the difference. He'll still well, be there. Fifth heart transplant by now. Yeah. 
I think that would actually do well for the church to have a figurehead instead of an actual person coming in and making really insane rules like he's doing right now where he's like, we're no longer Mormons. Oh. We're now the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can't call us Mormons. That's a slur against us. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, you haven't yeah. heard that yet? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that's crazy making right there. Mm. Well, this, this, yeah, this, this, this is this my This book. really old 96-year-old guy, maybe 95, I think his birthday was like a day or so ago, and he's like, we no longer will be called Mormons. That's a mean term that people used to call us back in the pioneer days. Now we are to be called the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and Everybody who's ever read an AP style guide for like writing journalism said, "No, we're gonna call you Mormons still." <laughs> like, can you imagine if people actually followed that? You and oh, nobody would ever talk to them because they'd be like, "I don't even want to say all that." Okay, so it was amazing. It was like a light switch going on overnight, where like people are like, "Don't call me Mormon. I'm not Mormon. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints." And I'm like, "Cool, cool, cool." Um, that's a lot to type. I'm going to keep calling you Mormon. <laughs> yeah, so what do I call you? Some kind of acronym like MCJCLS? Well, <laughs> terrible. Well, like, and then the, they had to change the name of their choir overnight as well. So it's not the Mormon Tabernacle Choir anymore. It's uh, it's the, the Tabernacle at Temple, uh, the Tabernacle at Temple Square or something like that. It's like. Right. Really yeah. <laughs> well, we've we've got some uh, we've got some local journalists here that just they 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 call them the the tabernacle formerly known as the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> Five points for that. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, so, the- thankfully, the state is finally catching up to how the world really is. But we're still about twenty years behind, so please pardon our dust. We're we're working on it. Actually, I'm I'm actually surprised because I was always under the impression that the, the Mormons were somewhat a bit more progressive than other Christian sects in some aspects. So I'm surprised oh no 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 not at all. <laughs> I mean, unless you're talking about you know economics. Oh yeah, I guess so. Maybe maybe they, yeah. They, this state will bend over backwards of, to pick up a quarter if yeah. as, long, as long as it's in spite of anybody that actually lives here. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting because up here, up here in Canada, I mean, to give you an idea, I might bump into one Mormon uh, after ten Jehovah's Witnesses. You know, that's usually that seems to be the ratio. <laughs> the ratio. By the time you get ten Jehovah's Witnesses at your door, the eleventh one is a Mormon. So it's almost a special <laughs> occasion, right? It's like, oh, hey, look, come on in. You need to come you to our punch house. cards for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, we get that for Armageddon as well. You know, so by the ninth, kind of the end of the world, the tenth one is free. <laughs> Wow, that's really interesting. I had no idea. So it was okay. So let's 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 talk about maybe the elephant in the room because we can't avoid that subject. Uh, let's talk okay. politics then and Utah. Oh, okay. Good. So so w- what kind of the Mormon Church and all that? What kind of politics do they have? Are they like complete Trump behind Trump, or are they like more progressive? They they hated Trump. They oh, actually really? hated Trump. They had a candidate run specifically in this state so the mm-hmm. people that didn't want to vote for Trump could vote for that guy instead. Really. Yeah. yeah, Evan McMullen, I think is his name. Yeah, it was Evan Evan, Evan McMullen. Yeah, he's still uh, on some of the news shows. So contrary to, mm-hmm. contrary to all the other evangelicals which are kissing that guy's ass, the Mormons decide, no, we're, this guy is, is an idiot? Wow. Well, they still don't like – well, you got to keep in mind the Mormon church still thinks that we're a state only because it's it's handy for them right now in this country. They oh. If they had a chance, they would break off as quickly as they possibly could. Yeah, it's hard to get the coal up right now. Well, the, the reason they ended up becoming a state is because the U.S. Army said, you're part of America, and they're like, no, we don't want to. And the, they said, no, you're going to become part of America, or we're going to start killing people. And then they finally said, well, okay, we'll become a state, but we still want polygamy. And they're like, no polygamy. 
and they're like, shit, what are we going to do? <laughs> so they ended up becoming a state pretty much at the tip of a sword at that point. So is, uh, do you do you, think, do you feel a lot of Mormons are still non-patriotic that way as, as compared to oh, the average they're, American? they're flag-humping patriots just like Donald Trump is. Okay. They, yeah. They, they're yeah. the whole support our troops, you know, blue lives matter. You know, you get a lot of hardcore, like, uh, right-wing people here in the state. And keep in that, mind that the Mormon uh, – don't think of Utah specifically as just, like, Utah d- divided by the boundary. Think of where the, the LDS church influence goes, and it's called the Morador. So you have anywhere from, like, most of Idaho <laughs> – most of Utah, Arizona, some of New Mexico, and like Nevada. So you have a lot of sections because when the Mormon Church first settled here, they made the state of Deseret, and it was essentially a gigantic chunk of land that extended all the way to Mexico, almost all the way up to Canada, and pretty much from California to uh, Colorado. So it was just a gigantic piece of land that they wanted to have. Oh, wow. I'm still stuck so, on the Morador thing. Because now I just pictured 95-year-old yeah. Sauron with the Morador thing. <laughs> Pretty much. The I mean, we, we have all the states around us are going to have um, more liberal laws than we have here. Like, there's going to be legalized weed. And so Utah's getting to be at a point where they're like, shit, how are we going to have this happen? Yeah, we need yeah. to. Because people are going to be bringing in from Colorado or from Nevada or from Oregon or Washington. And as, as soon as, like... Um, Idaho goes, which is probably going to be a quicker sell than Utah would be. Though we did get that Prop Two passed this year, which was subsequently ignored. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. No, no, that's another whole fucking can of worms. So Utah <laughs> is very, very conservative, except for the densely populated areas. Yeah, of course, exactly. <laughs> like everywhere else. <laughs> wow. That's, that's but they're brazen. They're brazen about the fact that they are trying to cheat as much as they possibly can. We we had uh, Salt Lake County uh, divided up into di- different districts so that they could suck away the liberal vote uh, yeah, for House Salt, seats. Yeah, Salt Lake City's uh, divided into... They, they three split, chunks. Yeah. They split that city into three congressional districts. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Anything and to win, I, I guess. It's, some, it's something like 91% of our government in this state is actually LDS church members. Yikes. Even though they only represent about 50, like, it's like half and half right about now. In, yeah, in the, it all, de- all depends on, on how you count and where you would draw the line. Mm-hmm. There's yep. the, you know, like the the official tallies of people who are listed as members of the Mormon church and then... Everybody who then there's the the number of people that self-identify. Wow. Yeah, that's true because people need to realize like they even though the numbers they put out there where they're saying that uh, the church is this many members strong, that's including people that have left and just didn't take their name off the book. Ah, uh, okay. Well, at least they're not putting dead people in. Oh no, they still do that every year. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a that's a different book. Yeah, that's a different yeah. book altogether. So, so yeah, uh, that's the that's the uh, going to the temple. That's called temple work, and they do that every single day. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Uh, so, so X, I believe it was you that said you came out of uh, the Church of uh, Mormon, right? No, no, no. Or was no, it Kyle? Kyle? It's Kyle. No, yeah, that's that. That was that was me. Okay, that was you. Yeah. Okay, so so uh, you were at a fairly young age. Did you? Because when you hear the the people leaving the Church of Mormon, the the essentially they commit social suicide. <laughs> now you were at a fairly young age. Was that your experience as well? Oh yeah. Oh really? Huh? Even oh, at the yeah. age you said nine, right? It, it you said gets, you were nine. I was I was very young. I was, I had. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
you get a lot of shit being a kid, especially in the the area the area where where I am. <laughs> yes, kids kids have a really hard time when when you're when you are that kind of minority. Um, you know, it would have been would have been absolute hell had I been you know a, an ethnic minority too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you you get. You really do get ostracized quite a bit. Uh, my, and it's something that my kids have to deal with now. There are there are other kids they go to school with that have have told have told my kids that they're not allowed to play with them. Yeah, I've gotten that as well. I, I have, <laughs> I, uh, my 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 youngest, my son, came home in tears several years ago because one of the kids in the neighborhood. Told him he wasn't allowed to allowed to play. Oh, oh man, that sucks. Yeah. That's, hey, that's kids tough. are dicks. Well, you know what you have to do as a dad. Then you have to get the coolest toy out there for your kid. So then the other kids are saying, <laughs> "Oh man, I gotta play with that kid. He's got the coolest." Yeah, I damn gave him a I gave him a, a, a propane propane torch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here you go, kid. Here's a linoleum. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That should be good. Yeah, you won't be called a Satanist. You'll feel better. <laughs> Here's a batleth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh guys, uh, come on, what's coming on the pipe there for uh, Utah Offcast? What's coming? What's what can we expect on your show in the next couple of weeks or so? Uh, the next well, unfortunately, oh, there was the issue months. that happened in Christchurch this past week, yeah. and yeah, so. we're, we we don't know how we're going to address it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have to. I you mean, have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is so big. It's so prominent, uh, especially with how steeped in the 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 QAnon conspiracy theory internet oh memes. Cowboy, yeah, well believing white supremacist. Oh. And we've we've laughed at Nazis on the show a lot. We've we've had yeah. a lot of fun with that. So. I mean, they're they're dangerous as fuck, people. If if you if you yeah. don't have the stomach for it, don't go after them. Because we even started getting harassed by the Utah Proud Boys, and they're mm-hmm. just like, "We're just a gentleman's club. We just hang out and have a good time." And it's oh, like, "Oh yeah, right." Like, sure, that's oh, why yeah. that's why you guys are brigading our Facebook page and right. stuff. Yeah. Like did, did I did I ex did I ever did I tell you the story of running into one of those guys? No, in real life. Yeah, oh, we re- get an exclusive, guys. Oh. Yeah, it was <laughs> late on us. Yeah, so it was. It was actually outside an attorney's office. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was walking in. He was walking out, and he had he had his little little proud boy polo shirt on. And Can I just say, fuck them for taking over P- Fred Perry proud boy. I mean, not proud boy, <laughs> but polo shirts. Just- <laughs> God, those were sharp-looking shirts, and they're just like all of a sudden, hey, it's a symbol of white supremacy. Great, I can't wear those anymore. <laughs> the best, the best part is, I immediately, not just because of the shirt, but I, I immediately recognized this guy because he was, he was, he was one of the, the big <laughs> instigators. Oh, one of the debate me, you cowards! You know, that, that yeah, guys. So yeah, yeah. It's like, oh shit, I know you. I know you. <laughs> Wow, and see you know he's like, he's Kyle, walking, he's you. walking out of the building, and I look look at him. And I say, I know you, don't I? Uh, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, this is this is my my show. You're a proud boy. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure you said you'd you'd kick my ass. 
yeah. Online and in big numbers. They're yeah. brave as shit. But when, all yeah. capital letters. All capital letters. <laughs> Good God. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> this poor, this poor, you know, squirrely guy. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you sure? Nope. You sure? Nope. I could swear with you. <laughs> <laughs> So we're, we are approaching uh, right now a, a stretch goal, and I'm not going to stay say where anymore because I already got the one shill out there. I'm not going to use your guys' platform for that. But we're approaching a point where, like right now, we do about 10 clips a week in about a two-hour episode of the show. Right. And we're going to extend it because I'll finally be able to pay Kyle and Felicia for their time. So Whoa. when you finally reach a point on Patreon and stuff where you can actually pay for things and actually get yeah. equipment and stuff, that's a good I mean, feeling, it'll so. be it'll be nice to be paid in, you know, money instead of sexual favors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 just still at the level I where mean, I mean, to... it's I appreciate the affection. I, I wish uh, we could get to the sexual level of my co-host. I I'm just blackmailing <laughs> them. That's what I'm doing at this point. <laughs> Well, what makes you think they want anything to do with you, though? That's that's you know that's a very good point. That's a very that, good point. That, that's we're, the we're, thing well, that we. Kirsch and I are sitting here trying to think of a polite response. <laughs> I don't. Right? Well, I'm engaged, so. Well, there you go. At this point, so, no. And my fiance is also one of the co-hosts that is not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he missed out, or they missed out. Sorry, I don't want to presume anything. Sorry. <laughs> All good. Yeah. Well, you know. That's why they say they call it left of the valley, right? It hangs left. No, just kidding. <laughs> so the valley it's, it's, is your crotch. It's, okay? supposed to, it's supposed to hang? What are you talking about? Wait, hang? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a low-hanging fruit. Anyway. When, they, when they ask you how you dress, I'm like, straight ahead? I mean, what? what? <laughs> dress? We never wear pants Eight. for this show. No. Eight. There you go. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. We had a blast. But the mic is all yours. Be shameless. Go ahead. Plug yourself. Where if people want to find out more about the Utah Outcast and about you guys, where can they find you? Go ahead, Kyle. Oh, geez. Christ. I, I love this part. Like, oh, shit. I got to remember all my stuff now. <laughs> uh, so aside from, from Utah Outcast, uh, you, can, you can still find me on Watch, Play, Read. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna find my some of my reviews there. Uh, you can find me on YouTube under Rants and Reels. Uh, that's where I do do my my film reviews now. Uh, you can find me from time to time. It's been a while, but you can also find me on the Nerd Dome podcast. Mm. And uh, still go check them out, even if I'm not there. Good good friends of mine. Perfect. And, if and you, uh, uh, on uh, Salt Lake, you might see him at the nerd the nerd store in Salt Lake City. The yes, nerd store. Yes, I'm I'm frequently found at the nerd store after they call me to tell me to pick up all my comics that they're holding on to <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, you can you can find articles I've written on Bleeding Cool, and you can find a book I've written on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, in a couple bookstores. Oh, perfect. Uh, and on the Utah Outcast. And you gentlemen, of course, will send me the links for these things so I can put them in Absolutely. the notes of the show. Fantastic. Well, wait a minute. You how, can much, find us yeah, at, how much space do you have? You can find us at UtahOutcast.com. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash UtahOutcast. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash UtahOutcast. Just about, just type in UtahOutcast and you'll find us on every kind of social media out there because we makes it we did some research. We know the name is pretty unique, so you can find us just about anywhere. Just Google that shit and you'll yeah, be able to find us. So Yeah, but guys, what's the name of the book that you have on sale on Amazon? Uh, the book, it's a, it's a children's book called The Tales of Weirderland. Oh, okay. Aww. Cool. 
There we that go. That sounds great, actually. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. It's been it's been fairly it's been fairly well received, at least by kids. Uh, at least I'm assuming it's fairly well received. Uh, they don't really give me the best reviews. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Too many pages. I, I, mean, but, I mean, hey, kids are assholes, so nah, really, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> like I really loved it. Four stars. Like what? Four? What are you fucking talking about? They can only count to four. Come on, give us <laughs> <it> the <to> one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Kyle X, thank you so much for being on the show. But before I let you go, I gotta have you say hi. This is Kyle and X from the Utah Outcast, and we took a left of the valley. Hi, this is X, and hey, this is Kyle, and you're listening to Left at the Valley podcast. That works. We too. took a left. <laughs> oh shit, my bad. <laughs> Yeah, let's perfect. do that again. Let's do that again. We could do better than that. No, 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 no. no, no, no that was perfect. perfect. No, no. Well, let's give perfect. let's give them a second bumper just in case they want it. Let's do that. Okay. Hey, everybody, you're listening to X and Kyle, and we did what again? I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> so we took a we took a left at the valley. Oh, that's right. That's oh wait, no, left at the valley. Left, left, left. Was that my left or your? Oh, that's left? perfect. That's who's perfect. on first. <laughs> <laughs> That was Kyle and X from the Utah Outcast. Whoa, these guys are it. Oh, yeah, I had a blast with them. Absolutely. Kidding. God, these guys, we could have kept going with these guys forever. Yes, yes, we could have. More new best friends. We always have a whole bunch of friends. We love friends. And these guys are so busy doing so many things. And they're brave. They do it on YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) They're braver or at least more talented than we are at this point. Oh boy, this is going to be great. So we can't wait to see them again. And we're, Absolutely. Uh, I hope some of our listeners are going to put uh, the outcasts on their yeah, absolutely, and, absolutely. and listen to them you know, on a regular basis. They're great. Yeah, absolutely. Alpha Moran. There's been a disturbing trend lately. Extreme right-wing violence has been unleashed. Now, this podcast isn't new to horrific stories of violence. Heck, our Another Brilliant Moment focuses on that half the time. But ever since President Orange Julius has taken office and made clear that he's a white supremacist sympathizer at best, with comments like the one where he says that he's got all the armed forces and the police and then even the bikers on his side, a.k.a. tough people with guns, the leader of the free world has given permission to the racist and supremacist segment of the population to come out into the open. And come out they have. We've always known about them. They were like that unsightly scar you hit by brushing your hair a certain way. Now that scar is front and center. And even worse, it's calling the shots. This isn't strictly an American thing. Even in Canada, they're coming out. Since 2014, 19 deaths, all perpetrated by right-wing extremists, have occurred. And violence towards Muslims and minorities is up 151% in the last two years alone. Those are stunning numbers for Canada. And right away, people will push back, whether it's a diversion like, well, Muslims can be terrorists too, or the false equivalency of, well, the left has extremists too. Yeah, true, some Antifa might scream at you or even punch a Nazi. Some PETA member might throw paint on your fur coat. And a vegan might try to feed you tofu. But it's a far cry from the AR-15 shots and the pipe bombs from the right. So let's stop the bull. Which brings me to Canadian politics. This year is an election year. 
and Justin Trudeau, despite his hair, is in trouble. Now, Canadians have a nasty tendency to vote against rather to vote than voting for, and it often results in a knee-jerk election of someone worse. Exhibit A, Doug Ford in Ontario. Except this time, we could end up with Andrew Scheer, a man known for appearing on Rebel Media, talking to the Yellow Vest, who loved to publish death threats to the Prime Minister, and was also a, also has a white supremacist sympathizer running his campaign. This is a red flag. It's time to come out. We cannot be shy about this. Canada has had a rather unique multicultural experiment. It has defined us. The rise of the angry white supremacist movement threatens this very identity. We cannot just stand by and let this happen. Remember, it's easier to thrill people with hatred than with reason. And the right is playing that card right now. Don't fall for the hatred. And even more importantly, don't be silent about it either. As the late great Christopher Hitchens said, the grave would supply plenty of time for silence. And that takes us to the end of our show. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. And thank you for uh, Kyle and X for joining us on the show. And thank you for listening. You can follow us at leftatthevalley.com. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, at LETV Podcast. Send us an email at leftatvalley@outlook.com. Give us a five-star review wherever you find us. You can send your complaints to Nancy on the third floor, but beware the incoming machine gun. <laughs> each each week knife, is a new the, weapon. The knife is out being sharp. Like yes, new. yes. And you can also, if you like us, you can also uh, help us uh, by going to Patreon. Patreon slash LATV. All right, coming up next week. This is it. Fifth year anniversary. Damn. That's it, man. It is. Five years of Left in the Valley. And we're still standing. And we're still standing, (laughs) amazingly enough. We're sitting. Nobody nobody has shot us yet. No. But after that, we're starting a new year with our old friend, historian Richard Carrier. Oh, that's a good way to start the year. It's a very good way to start the year. And after that, we'll be talking to Professor Joel Bakken about corporations being essentially psychopath. That should be a good one. It should be. And we'll be also talking to Dr. Matthew Hussinger about conspiracy theories. And our old friend Dr. Hector Garcia comes back to talk about his new great book, which is over there, called Sex, Power, and Partisanship. Man, that's three real powerhouse shows in a row. Absolutely. Wow. And in May, we'll have our old friend Dr. Del Rey talk to us about renegotiating renegotiating your relationship. And uh, after that, we have Sarah. Oh, my God. I forget her last name. Transgendered woman. She's got a great show. She's got a YouTube channel. She'll be talking to us about her struggles and everything that she's gone through. So we'll have fun with that, too. Oh, that's great. Perfect. I think I'll show up for all of them. <laughs> you better show up for all of them. <laughs> One of us has to. <laughs> Perfect. Anything else we need to say? No, thanks for listening. And we'll hope, hope you listen next week and the next year to come. Exactly. You Thank you so much, guys, for everything. Because, you know, without you guys, we wouldn't be going anywhere. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Perfect. Until next time. So how's the weather in Utah? 
uh, you know, today wasn't bad. Uh, it was it was only you know balls freezing cold this morning, and then it, and it became okay. Oh, okay, balls freezing cold. You're talking to Canadians here, right? You want to rephrase <laughs> oh, that? There, was, uh, sorry, sorry. In that case, it was it was balmy. Yeah, balmy weather. <laughs> enough for playing, you know, well, beach ball. We're, we're not in Ottawa. We're in cold. We're in the, he doesn't go. have to know that. He doesn't oh. have to know that. Sell the image, dear. Sell the image. The only way we don't have the Americans invading us is because they all believe it's cold. Well, we do still have yeah, snow on the ground. Glad we're, then we're scared of socialized medicine. Yeah, that too. Yeah. The soldiers come in here and we, we fix them up. <laughs> we shall ride our mighty polar bears into battle. Yes. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed. I'm an atheist. Atheist. Atheist.